Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the School for Dumb Women, the podcast where we use a clever and very exclusive thing called Google to find answers to the questions we're far too old to be asking. I'm your host woman, old lady that swears at children riding scooters, Hannah Farrell. With me is ancient crone who won't leave the house when it's raining, Alexandra Haddo. Umbrellas are a young woman's game, Hannah. And writes regularly to her local MP about overgrown bushes, Caroline O'Donoghue. They keep saying it's a personal hygiene issue, Hannah, rather than a public nuisance. And I disagree. We do have a limited studio space in here, so I hope you can sort the issue out sooner rather than later. This week we're talking about a fussy emperor who became a million pound coffee shop, why we make sounds when we think things are funny, and then we're going to run off into the sunset with cliches. Alex, today you're talking to us about something that you've been chasing for years. Yes, Cliff Richard. <laughs> <laughs> No, of course I am talking about laughing. You have been chasing the laugh since the day I met you and you haven't stopped. I live for laughing. The other day, my best friend said to me, she was like, you must care about something proper. And I was like, all I ever care about is having a laugh. And I might, I know that's sad. That's untrue. Sometimes you have opinions about plastic and Corbin. <laughs> literally, you're two things that you'll be like, but guys, seriously. But everything else is up for grabs. Oh my God, that is so my brand. It is. You know me so Oh well, that is that is me. Been observing you for a long time. Yeah, recycling, <laughs> communism, and <laughs>, laughs. Like you say, there are some. I'm not, you know, I'm not a total like floopy mess, but well, I am. But uh, but you know, there's some things I properly care about. But I just love. I mean, I do stand up, and there's no greater feeling than making a room of people laugh. That's something. And for the record, everyone, Alex is very good at stand up. Oh, and thank you. To a point where I'm kind of weirded out that we've never like mentioned. That you can do gigs and go to see Alex at gigs? Oh, yeah, you can come come to see me at gigs. Uh, Please do tweet me if you want to come. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously you can say this, what I'm about to say about a lot of topics. You can say, well, football's just like hoofing a bit of leather around a court. Yeah, fine. But but laughter really is strange when you think about it. Do you know what I mean? It why is. Are you doing that, Caroline. Because it's like, why What's are you, she done to you? Yeah. Why you? Why do you do this when you find something funny? Finding things funny, I guess. Yeah, I know it's. it's but it's weird. like, why do you suddenly like make these loud noises when you think things are funny? Yeah. And what yeah. about like the silent laughter as well, where you just kind of can't move and can't breathe? Like, yeah. How yes. is that? How did that happen in evolution? It's a bit like we did crying last week, didn't we? And yeah. it was just like that's you, kind of what inspired me. You, was, you become yeah. inc- incapacitated. Like you can't defend or attack yeah you're just like stuck in this feeling yeah 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 <laughs> it's like laughter and crying are very similar and often next to each like other kind of, yeah and you can you can cry with laughter as well um, I was I was obviously my first stop for anything is Wikipedia and then I go around the internet finding stuff um, as questions come up but essentially like even when I was reading about laughter a lot there's still not like a concrete reason why like evolution wise why we do it mm. like one of the things that I was really researching was why do you laugh when you're getting tickled Oh mm. yeah, God! Why and why is tickling so awful? And like, is, side, tickling is you know side question, like unquestionably the worst thing you could ever do to anyone. Mm. I'd rather be punched it's than also, tickled. It's also like the creepiest word. Tickle, yeah, yeah tickle. it is. Yeah, Mister Tickle is Little definitely tickle. the uh, yeah. Um, they reckon they, being evolutionary biologists and neuroscientists, we laugh when we're tickled because the part of the brain that tells us to laugh when we experience a light touch, the hypothalamus, is also the same part that tells us to expect a painful sensation. So, and also because we get tickled in like soft, sort of vulnerable places, like under your arms, your throat, they think that the laughing is a defence mechanism to show submission. 
like don't oh, hurt me basically oh yeah that makes sense because I, I guess like yeah if you've ever had like your ears pierced or whatever or Alex and I both have nose piercings because you're cool I'm sorry but like you do have that kind of like like just before yeah. it happens when you know that like oh God, the needle's going to so go in true. and you're like ee! and also and it's really similar actually isn't it yeah it's such a weird thing like it obviously it releases endorphins and it makes you feel amazing and it reduces cortisol which is a stress hormone like that all makes sense to me but the actual act of like why yeah are you just like exhale- <laughs> you're just exhaling a lot of air in quick succession yeah, for no reason so, yeah the first you're line just of- yodeling backwards yeah <laughs> it is it's so strange and it's like the, obviously the like because wikipedia is so bloody formal it's like laughter is a physical reaction in humans consisting typically of rhythmical often audible contractions of the diaphragm <laughs> it's like oh way to fucking shit on laughter wikipedia um but also just quickly going back to tickling why can't you tickle yourself because you know it's happening. Because you know it's coming, yeah. yeah. The, the cerebellum at the back of the brain tells you that you're about to self-tickle. <laughs> oh, my God. So the brain doesn't waste up precious time interpreting the signals from the tickle. Um, also, amazing, gorillas laugh like humans when they're tickled, as do rats. No. But no. rats' laughter is too high for us to be able to hear, so you have to have like a special machine to hear oh, it. Oh, that's so horrible. I, I don't like that. If a, laugh, if a rat laughs in the forest and no one's <laughs> yeah. around to hear it. Yeah. And like not many other animals laugh. It's really only that, well, they think dogs and rats do, but it's basic. I mean, I don't know if that's really true. I was reading the dog theory and I was like, sounds like they're just panting. What does it, yeah, yeah, what does a dog laugh sound like? Is it just like... Well, they think that panting is actually them laughing and I was like, not true because why would they find hot weather so funny? <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's it, essentially what I think, in my humble opinion, is it, and what the kind of a lot of the internet was saying, it's only like chimps and apes and gorillas, which are like really similar to us, that laugh as well. But it's also innate because you laugh from 15 weeks you can laugh from about 15, 16 yeah, weeks yeah. babies yeah. love laughing and like you could obviously you if you laugh to a baby they laugh back so you do, they learn you know you learn what's funny but essentially laughing itself is like a is like an instinctual behaviour and they don't fully know what the evolutionary function is which is almost nice to know like it's just yeah. pointless isn't that <laughs> isn't that kind of nice isn't it um, I'm sure I heard somewhere that laughter is just is basically just surprise isn't it like we talked um, Carolyn you did a segment on jokes mm. uh, a little while back on the podcast and it was all just kind of like you're just surprised by how the answer has changed but yeah, so yeah. Maybe it's, like, it's like shock in a I'm way I'm taken aback but like it's a physical thing isn't it so, yeah yeah, it's, yeah. The whole purpose of a joke is that you're expecting one thing and it becomes another. That's yeah. essentially what it is. And like, even when you listening to a joke, you sort of prime yourself the way you prime yourself for a physical blow. You're like, yeah, huh, what, what is it? What's it going yeah. to be? Yeah. <laughs> well, Sigmund Freud was like, oh, laughter is a response to tension. Who's that? Being, to, <laughs> who bloody knows? Some bloke. Uh, he was saying it's like a re- it's a reaction to tension being broken. Or like trying to break the tension, which is obviously very integral to comedy, like live comedy, uh, building up tension and then breaking it. But um, it's really strange. And also, why do you laugh when you're nervous? Oh um, yeah, because it's because you're if you're nervous or you're uncomfortable, your your body is reacting, but your your brain is trying to process it as a happy thing to try oh. and stop you like panicking, essentially. Oh, that's really cute. Yeah, I, I have gotten in trouble for this before. And I'm gr- really glad that you've explained yeah. it because I was having um, like a like a fight, yeah. uh, a domestic fight, yeah. a disturbance. Not physical. I was just picturing you and Gav wrestling. <laughs> and yeah, and it was like one of those like three in the morning. Oh God, we're still fighting kind of things. And uh, he was like, "Would you stop fucking laughing at me?" And I was like, "I'm not laughing at you." He was like, "Every time you try and explain your side of the story, you go, okay, Gavin, if you think that I'm not yeah, I've done like, that in an argument before. Yeah, yeah. it's the, the most annoying thing in the world to hear, but also you can't stop yourself from doing it. Yeah, yeah." And I consciously yeah. tried to stop, and then I realized it was like it was. Yeah, I hated myself by the end of that argument. Yeah, or like if you all get, arguments. if you get, yeah, <laughs> if you get bad news or something, some, like if somebody tells me something really serious and I'm not expecting it, I start smiling, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not. Oh, same. I'm yeah. not laughing yeah. at the news. I'm, I, you know, and it's your brain being like, I don't know how to react. Like, do it as a happy thing. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, how very, very strange. Also, you're going to be way healthier if you laugh a lot. So basically, even though I'm really unhealthy and drink too much, <laughs> I'm going to live till I'm 90 because I'm always lolling. And uh, What about that old... There was an old woman in the paper the other day who was like 160 or something and yeah. she just said that every day of her life was miserable. Yeah, yeah. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> I was like, bloody hell, she's bucked the trend. I guess she didn't listen to this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Also, if, you're, if you don't have a sense of humour and you don't laugh, like if you don't find things funny, it's linked to... 
possibly developing Alzheimer's. So that's cheery. Oh, God. Ooh. For you. Um, yeah, so a study in the year 2000 found that people with heart disease were 40% less likely to laugh and be able to recognise humour in a variety of situations. But where's the cause and effect there? Like, I know, yeah. Like, you you've know, got heart disease and you're exactly. having a shit time. Yeah. Oh, there's also, I'm going to end on this very extremely weird fact. Um, there is a very rare neurological condition that has been observed whereby the sufferer is unable to laugh out loud. So you literally cannot lull. You can't lull. Um, and it's a condition known as aphonogelia. So huh. I really like to understand why some people have weird laughs that don't go with their bodies, like Jimmy yes. Carr. Yes, I thought I was trying to look at that, but there's no real. God. Is it just yeah. like in the same way that we we each have different voices? Voices, maybe? yeah. Like it's something to do with kind of your yeah. the way your throat and like your voice box and everything is Positioned. made up. The great thing about laughing is that complimenting someone's laugh is a short way of telling them that you want to sleep with them. Mm. Yes, you know? it is. Yeah, love oh, your you have laugh. Such a nice laugh. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry to announce that. Uh, actually, I'm moving on. What? Who's going to feed us and top up our water bottle? Who will cut my toenails when they get long and rescue me from my hamster wheel when I get stuck? I'm sorry, lads. I really am. But since I read about the subject of this week's Women Who Code Mixer, all I really want to do is go and live in a fancy house with 11 other teenage boys and earn loads of money in a sweaty hormonal mess. You have to explain. <laughs> So each time on the Women Who Code Mixer, we take an aspect of coding or tech or something and learn about it for a couple of minutes and then spend the rest of the time making jokes about periods. I haven't had a visit from Auntie Flo in ages. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Alex, not in the seat. Sorry. We talked about bringing pads to work. I know, but Ryman's had run out. <laughs> <laughs> So this week we're learning about esports. Do you know what esports is already, either of you? Okay, is this a category of porn? Does sound like it though, right? We, we sports, I think. We oh, that's we sports. Yeah, I got one of them for Christmas once. It's still in the box. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had an ex who who works at, in this. This is his whole deal. This was like uh, we lived together, so this is like his whole thing. He kind of came home with esports facts the whole time. I actually once spent uh, Valentine's Day 2014 at an esports event. Oh, oh no! My yes. God. Oh, well, you're going to know loads about this, so I guess um, we'll just educate Alex about esports <laughs> and the listeners. Yeah. Hello! My exes were all really cool. <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> they definitely weren't. <laughs> um, yeah, esports is huge and it's basically multiplayer competitions using video games. Um, it's normally like first person shooters that you play in real time it's not normally like The Sims or anything like that Rayman um, Rayman <laughs> I love Rayman you kind of look like Rayman Hannah <laughs> <laughs> Hannah doesn't have any elbows mm, it does hinder me sometimes yes um, yeah esports has been a thing for a while mostly kind of on an amateur way but it really took off in the late 2000s when participation by professional gamers and spectatorship as well people watching it um, saw a massive surge in popularity um, and many game developers now actually design their games so that they can specifically be played in esports which is kind of crazy and professional gamers play for millions literally yeah. millions of dollars or millions of pounds whichever country you must be in um, and like crazy prizes and stuff but who provides the cash well, it's like any professional sport in a way. So if you are a professional esports player, you're going to be in like a league or a team or something. Um, and just like, you know, football or rugby or whatever, you'll have a coach, a manager, training, you'll have boot camps maybe. There'll be a team owner, uh, analysts, commentators, spectators, like we said, and sponsors, like huge brands will sponsor these people. And then also you think about the prizes, the prize money. There's so much cash in it. I can't even begin to emphasize how much cash there is in it. Um, there's even an esports doctor in LA who um, specializes in like gaming wrists and stuff. Oh. And um, esports betting. People bet real money on it as well. I'd love that. I bet people go in and be like, yeah, I've overused my wrist because of, um, of esports. That's what it is. <laughs> 
Sure, it was. Yeah, there's a purpose-built stadium even in China that holds eighty thousand people just for watching esports, and obviously, so you're watching other people play a game. Yeah,、mm. but you're not even because because what they're doing isn't interesting. They're sitting at a computer, moving their wrist five centimeters. So you're watching the screens. So like, really, you could be doing it from anywhere. Almost, I guess. I guess you get the kind of community spirit, and you get to cheer people and stuff. But、um, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, if you think about normal sports. That is generally like well, just watching people run around like on TV as well. It's just like dots moving around a green field for for the, it's like ninety percent of film sports. But like video games, like people work for years on creating these incredibly like vast spaces that now look amazing on、yeah. screen. Like why not watch them? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's really true. Actually, that's a very good point. I guess to me, it's just like. It's a whole huge thing which I didn't even know existed. Yeah, it's it's always weird when you sort of like scratch the surface of something. And you're like, oh my god, there's an entire economy in this. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's like mental, isn't it? Yeah.、Uh, apparently, the number of people watching esports online is higher than the number that watch the NBA. What? Wow, that's fucking crazy. Yeah.、Um, and they're considering putting esports in the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. That is crazy. That is crazy. That is crazy because it's not it's not a sport. It's a game, like snooker. Yeah, well, but where's the line? You know, like I wouldn't say snooker was a sport or dance. Yeah, that's what I mean. But they but are. They're, but they're not in the Olympics. Oh, that's sad.、Um, <laughs> do you love snooker? No, but I, I respect its right to exist in the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> you can't win an Olympic medal whilst wearing a waistcoat. I'm sorry, <laughs> but that is the line. I've created it. I'm glad there's a hard rule for that. <laughs>、um, the other thing that I found really weird is that often,、uh, if you're a professional esports player, you will live with the rest of your team. So you will live with all of these other boys because predominantly it is boys, and you will train during the day for between like eight or even sixteen hours, like on the game. Yeah, and like you will have like <laughs> training drills on the games and like really strict schedules and like sort of. You know, special food that's going to make you focus more or whatever. Oh my、um, god! Yeah, it's so crazy, and it's they will never know the touch of a of a know, loved one. Right? <laughs> But they do have a short career span、uh, because, like, their thumbs fall off. Yeah, their thumbs fall off. Basically,、um, you're best at these games between the ages of like sixteen and twenty three. So by the time you get、really? to anywhere、oh、near、god. our age, like, you are done. Why?、So、it is, essentially, it's like any kind of football academy. Really, like it's you've just explained. Every football academy, right? They just yeah, plus these kids from like these talented kids from obscurity, make them live together, make them feel homoerotic feelings, punish those feelings, <laughs> yeah,、um, and then yeah. turf them out when they're thirty, yeah, and and then also, no wonder they're screwed up sexually, <laughs> yeah, and also don't ever invite girls. There's like like women in gaming is a whole thing、mm. that I'm not even going to get into at the moment, but、um, there's a big thing in esports too because if you have a girl on your team, then they have to live with you and like oh boys and girls can't live together,、oh、my、um, God. so like. There's a whole argument within esports about including women in it and how. I'm sorry, why can can't they live together? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know because I feel like I'd have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> um. So to finish off the women who code mixer. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys, what would we do competitively, or what would women, you know, huge generalization here, what, <laughs> what would women do competitively if we had the money and support that these guys have?、Um, like, I think we would be good at competitive periods. Oh, I have a period joke in the Women Who Code mixer, <laughs> but then if you think about, you'll be living together, so then rumor has it you would then like sync up. So that's、mm. quite cool. Yeah. Is it or is it one week of hell for everyone? <laughs> But yeah,、um, best to get it out of the way at the same time. Yeah.、Um, professional gossiping. Oh, don't you、oh, love a good、yes. gossip? Oh, love it. Who is shagging who? <laughs> Tell me now. Yeah. Oh, and like in the screens in the middle of the stadium, you could have like all the different Slack channels and WhatsApps and be like, Oh my god. These people are gossiping about that person, but she's also gossiping to her、oh、my about、gosh. that person.、Yeah. Someone who's accidentally answered in the wrong WhatsApp group, but、ah! somebody who's in the WhatsApp group. You've accidentally liked your ex's picture on Instagram.、Oh、my gosh, ten points. Or also, like, get the ten women alive who are still using like mustache bleaching. <laughs> who's the best at that? Who's actually doing that so you actually can't see their mustache? And、it's not just a load of white hair. Hmm. Hmm. Competitive body hair disguising. <laughs> yeah, competitive. Who can grow out their armpit hair the longest before they get like scared? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because <laughs> I always like I, I often go on, like these things where I'm like I'm gonna give up doing this now. Fuck this. I I'm gonna grow out my armpit hair. I'm gonna be the 1970s. And then it takes about three weeks, and then I I start to crumple under the patriarchy. 
It's not that, it's just that you get more sweaty. Yeah. Mine is like, if I grew up my armpit hair, it would look like a 13-year-old boy trying to grow a beard. Like, <laughs> I think my armpit hair is quite sparse, and so it would just look is like, it? oh, she tried. Oh, yeah, no, I, I like those girls that you see at festivals who have the lovely dyed, glittered yeah. armpit hair. Oh, like, yeah. Amazing. That's cool, yeah. I'd, I'd glitter it, sure. Yeah. Well, I think those are all great ideas. And uh, any sponsors that want to come and uh, sponsor us or team owners need to buy our competitive armpit growing team, please contact us. Hannah, there's nothing worse than someone who pulls out their acoustic guitar at a party, is there? Oh, they're always singing Oasis. Yeah. Always. Um, but it's actually, it can be worse if they're playing it while Rome burns. Is Rome burns a band also? Uh, <laughs> or, almost definitely. But It um, does sound like a band. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this week, my subject is Emperor Nero. Ah, Ooh. the coffee magnate. Exactly. I always go past the coffee shop Nero. Um, which Cafe is big Nero with two Fs. Cafe Nero. Oh, yeah. Why two Fs? Cafe. Oh. Caff Nero. Nero. Yeah, well, it turns out, the first thing I discovered, because I was like, ooh, Cafe Nero, who is Nero? Why is a coffee shop named after an emperor? Like, literally the first thing I found out was the easiest thing ever to Google. Cafe Nero is not named after the emperor. Cafe oh. Nero in Italian just means black coffee. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, fine. But who was Emperor Nero, Hannah? So, Emperor Nero, this is the other reason why I decided to do this, because my knowledge of the emperors and Rome is appalling so i thought i should probably look into it um nero what a mess <laughs> was he a bad guy he was oh yeah just well, a messy bitch you love drama just so messy do you guys know about caroline no. i feel like you're the kind of person who would know about emperors i know a little bit about rome did a little bit of it in university i guess but now both oh, of you really? are looking at me at the same time so Ooh. i feel tell us about from, the statues from what i um basically gather uh i think the Roman Empire franchised out too quickly like it opened way too many shops in too many places oh, too many cafe near and yeah and, and they couldn't control the brand or whatever a bit like Five Guys now oh it's and out of control I know I reckon we got two years left of Five Guys before yeah. it all starts crumpling in on each other agreed and uh, then that'll be gone uh, so yeah they, they couldn't control their franchises and then they started, they, the, the brand started getting diluted and all fell around each other and they you know sort of copped to it too late and then they all died is, mm. that, is that basically it, right? Oh, I mean, I don't know. I really only, <laughs> <laughs> I really only looked into Nero today. So Nero, he was the fifth Roman emperor of sort of his little line. He lived from 37 AD to 68 AD. So not long. Just yeah. after Jesus died. Yeah, yeah. what? Well, well, Thirty years after Jesus died. Coincidence? No. no. Hang on. No, it's before his birth. Four years yeah. after Jesus died. Oh. I think Nero was born. Mm. And he wasn't uh, named Nero at birth. He was called Lucius Domitius Ahenobarbus. Ahenobarbus. Or Nero to his pals. Yeah. Well, he only got called Nero when he became emperor, I think. Uh, but yeah, his childhood was like very messy. His dad died when he was two years old. Um, and then him and his mum got exiled for a bit for some reason. Oh. And they were kind of loosely connected to the emperors. Like his mum was someone's cousin or whatever. Um his great uncle was Emperor Claudius, as in that film, I, Claudius, which I've never seen. Oh, I've heard Have you seen of it. that film? No, I haven't, no. Yeah, it's probably quite good. I watched the trailer for it and was like, ooh, dramatic 80s Is that one of the big sexy ones? Film. What's that big sexy so. Rome film everyone talks about? Oh, is it just that BBC series, Rome, where it was just porn? Or oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. Um... Yeah, so his his great uncle was the emperor. His mum, who was called Agrippina the Younger, because there wasn't Agrippina the Older, um, she murdered her second husband, or, you know, might have done. Um, and she was also the emperor's niece, and she married him in order. Yeah, apparently, she's, she's to one get her of the famous um, great slags of history, isn't she? Like, she's amazing. Crazy. And she's yeah. called basically Grab a Penis, Agrippina. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of looking good on you, lad. was looking into this and was like, I should have studied her, for God's sake. So she gets married to Claudius. He is he gets adopted by Claudius, Nero does. Um and then his mother maybe kills the Emperor because Bloody he started hell. to I would watch this film. Apparently mm. he started to favour um his 
biological son over Nero and she was like no 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 we're not having that fed him a poisoned mushroom because he loved mushrooms and um, yeah and then Nero became emperor at the age of like 16 or something Um, but yeah his mum apparently they might have had an incestuous relationship this is very gladiator isn't it yes it is crazy yeah busy little bee (laughs) Oh, that shivers down my I think spine. about speech and gladiator all the time when Joaquin Phoenix like, who's been a busy little bee? Oh, he was <laughs> such a creep in that film, wasn't he? I know. Um, and she was really controlling as well throughout his entire reign. It was like trying to convince him to murder people. And like, you know, they did quite a lot of murdering back in the day. Seems so casual. Wow. Like in the same way that someone gets like, you know, fired from the cabinet, it would just be like, yeah, this person has been murdered. Yeah, total murders, left, right, and center. Ooh, I should, we should like try and find out what of the you know old royally type families were the most murdery. Yeah, I mean, definitely could have been could have been this bunch, uh, because then five years into his reign, Nero had his mother murdered. <gasps> Plot so, twist. Yeah, so what? he arranged to have her sent out on a ship that was like going to collapse as soon as it reached open water <gasps> the ship collapsed but she swam to safety oh and then he had to God. send someone to murder her <gasps> that would have been a great week her. to have Twitter wouldn't it yes God, <laughs> imagine the hashtags and apparently her last words this is according to something I read on Wikipedia were smite my womb <gasps> because she had given birth to such an abominable son wow well, I'm sorry but if you love murder and then your son loves murder. I know. Yeah. You've created that. The murder apple does not far fall from the murder tree. Correct. That's kind of what I was thinking because as well, he he was so young when he became emperor. He was 16, right? That's so young. Mm, the Harry Styles He's emperor. just, you know, and he's grown up, you know, in exile and, you know, with his mum murdering his... Everyone. <laughs> every, everyone, basically, yes. <laughs> so, you know, you can, t- you can see where he got it from. Yeah, yeah. fair. No yeah. shame on you, Nero. You learnt from the best. Um, he also had his wife killed oh fucking um, hell oh no he had her no that's right yeah he did have her exiled and executed and then married someone else and then three years later killed her um, with by kicking her in the belly in a Ooh. casual outburst of rage you killed your third <laughs> wife the problem is you yeah. you know what I mean you're yeah, the catalyst here I think so um, there was a kind of weird aside here he uh, married two men as well um, huh. oh. He married a guy called Pythagoras, a freed man. Which the triangle man. <laughs> Different guy, I think. Uh, um, common name. In a public ceremony in which the emperor, he took the role of the bride. But it says somewhere it's like, yeah, he married a man. And somewhere it's like, yeah, it was a mock wedding and it was kind of all part of a game. Like, mm. So hard to know, obviously. And everything. He's too much of, of a square to marry that sexy triangle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Was he murdering the men or was that just, was he just a misogynist? Oh, he was murdering everyone by the sounds of it, yeah. Oh, equal opportunities murder. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... It's like, oh, the only way I can get off is if I murder you. <laughs> so he was a big fan of, like, crazy orgies and stuff and decadence and kind of the whole... The thing you picture when it's, like, a Roman emperor. It's mm. like... Yeah, he People was doing lying down things. eating grapes and, like, dipping their feet in semen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Olive oil and semen. Yeah. <laughs> The hearty bomb. <laughs> um, during his reign, there was the Great Fire of Rome, which I'd never heard of. Have you heard of that? No. Yeah. No? Well, yes. Big, big fire. Yeah. One of the top fires. Oh, oh really? <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. And this is the fire. So we said in the intro that he fiddled while Rome burned. And this is that that fire, the Great Fire of Rome. Uh, it's 64 AD. I don't know why I keep saying AD. It's just like... 64. 64. 64. The year 64. Zero, zero, 0064. Yeah, it's like saying 2018 AD. Yeah, 2018 AD. <laughs> wow, so he just like played his violin while Rome burned. Well, I mean, basically... You want to talk was... fiddling while burning, it's me when I have cystitis. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, is it that one five episodes where we've mentioned cystitis? <laughs> I have to keep it going. It's a real issue. Yeah, well, you have to keep reminding people of it because it won't stop reminding you. <laughs> I'm raising awareness, True. people. <laughs> Basically, yeah, there was a massive fire broke out and destroyed loads and loads of Rome and it was a huge, awful, like, destructive thing. And no one knows exactly who started it, but he decided to blame the Christians, which was like a fledgling religion at the time. Obviously, Jesus had just died. and uh. So, he, so he found a, a niche religious group as a scapegoat. Yeah. Oh, so when did that happen? 
So there's this idea that he was sort of didn't care about it and was just like playing music on his fiddle. But somewhere I read it was like, actually, fiddles didn't exist at the time. Oh, bah. But he might have been playing this other instrument. It's like, Marie Antoinette was actually asking for a certain kind of brioche. (laughs) Shut up. It's like, no one cares. I'm ruining everyone's anecdote. (laughs) So all in all, I would watch the BBC adaptation of it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think it's called Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. I'll check it out. Yeah, so he was, um, and he was an ineffective leader as well, basically. Like, like as soon as his mum stopped making the decisions because he'd murdered her. Um, That'll stop it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was, like, really bad at stuff. He tried to abolish taxes and everyone was like, no, Nero, that won't work. Like, nice try. Um, and there was a huge, like, economic downturn and everyone was kind of like, it's your fault. But, you know, maybe it was, like mm. you said, they franchised out too quickly. Yeah. Maybe it would have happened anyway, regardless of who the emperor was. Yeah, true. The thing I think what Rome is very good at is like it loves scapegoating so they always find like minority groups like Christians or whatever which is why burning Christians and all that was so popular because like it's not our fault it's these bloody Christians yeah. and we get rid of them look how fun we're making it look <laughs> how <Yeah. laughs> fun we're making getting rid of Christians and then like when that fails the Senate just sort of turns on, on the emperor yeah. a, la, a la Julius Caesar right? Oh, also they're good at pasta Oh, yeah. Yes, and salads. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they had all the cost as well of rebuilding the city after the fire um, and revolts in the outskirts of the empire. Um, And someone conspired to murder him. So he went to Greece, like on a holiday. And then he came back to Rome and um, I think basically found out that he was going to be killed and took his own life. Oh, God. Mm. And apparently the historian Suetonius says that his final lament was, what an artist dies in me. Oh, my God. So he was pregnant too. (laughs) With the next great American novel. (laughs) So, yeah, I feel like I've scratched the surface of Nero and he's uh, got shit under my fingernails now. I'm going to read about him. Yeah, I feel like my ignorance of Rome has, has been... Thrown into the light here. Yes. And I need to watch a Mary Beard documentary. Yes, you do. (laughs) Thank you, Nero. Hey, dummies. This is a very special dumb announcement that in celebration of Caroline's debut novel, Promising Young Women, and our first birthday, we're having a live show. Oh, amazing. Okay, we should call it like a cool crossover name, like... um, Caroline's Stupid Novel or um, Dumb Caroline Book. Or Promising Dumb Women. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, if you like shit names. Well, either way, some dummy at Waterstones, Tottenham Court Road, decided to host our live show on the 21st of June 2018. And you can come. Find out how to get tickets from our Twitter or Facebook at DumbWomenPod. Or email us, DumbWomenPod at gmail.com for details. Please come. I worked very hard on my book. It is very good. I have read it. (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Dummy, 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 dummy. 
Caroline, look, I sure hope your segment is up to scratch because I don't want to be sent on another wild goose chase with your weird overlong segments. Alex, do you understand any of what you just said? No. Up to scratch. What does that mean? Um, Ooh. I don't know. Alex gave me a back scratch earlier. Is that yes. Are you up, his... up to back scratch? Is yes. my segment up to back scratch? Could you again? <laughs> so uh, full disclosure, I chose my subject pretty late today because I was um, I had loads and loads of deadlines. As some of you know, I'm a I'm a writer for a living. Ooh. Yes, I, I scratch my quill for shekels. <laughs> and I was just having one of these days, and it happens sometimes where you um, you open a word document, you've got all these deadlines, and everything you write is the worst cliche ever. <laughs> yeah. It's just I was just like every literally I looked at like a paragraph that. Taking me an hour to write, and it was like, we all have to bite the bullet on like what society is doing. And if oh, I okay, chance yeah. my arm here, and da da da, it was like just using these statements that have just been in use forever. That bad writers, when they're having bad days, just reach for it. They're just like, I can't really explain the feeling. I think every profession has those things. It's a bit like um, when you're a comedian and you the, the room is getting a bit tense, so you just bring up Trump or Tinder yeah, because yeah, they're yeah. topical and everyone knows what you're talking about. Yeah, and they're people like Trump, will- Tinder, and Brexit, and everyone's sick of them. Yeah, everyone's yeah. sick of it, but everyone's like, oh, okay, I'm going to recognise whatever yeah, this is, yeah, so yeah. I'll just sort of respond. I think that's what writers do with cliches like that. And they've the weird thing is, is that like you in comedy, you use that stuff because it's current and relevant. Yeah. But these things have been like in our cultural Vernacular, DNA yeah. forever, and it's so weird to me. So I decided I'd, I'd um, investigate my um, the ones I seem to reach for a lot mm. and what where the, where the fuck they come from. Yeah. Um, the first one I have is the bee's knees. <laughs> Do bees actually have knees? No. No. Oh. I don't know. Is it just because it rhymes? Yeah, well, yeah. So apparently in the 1920s, and we've sort of talked about the 1920s before with a cryptic crossword thing about how everyone had just weird word game hobbies. Yeah, because there was like nothing to (laughs) do. Because there was no TV yet, I guess. Um, There was still a few years away and obviously radio was happening and there was a lot of like, oh, join in along at home kind of of stuff. And, And radio was sort of a... The national pastime, but there became this weird sort of trend for, um, like animal plus body part. Oh right! Like oh. it just became this weird vocal tick that, like, oh, the elephant's wrist, the eel's ankles, the buffle, the bullfrog's beard. It just became this thing that, like, radio comedians would say. I'm totally next time beard. someone looks good, I'll be like, oh my god, you look like the buffalo's beard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you look like the elephant's wrist. That's a weird one. Yeah. And I think it's, it's literally just because there was a radio boom and people were like, well, we got to think of more things to say. <laughs> I don't care, Alan, if you if you want a career, you got to rhyme the parts. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be a star, don't you? <laughs> the dog's penis. <laughs> <laughs> You're it. <laughs> um, well, apparently, uh, uh, cat's pajamas was a, a sort of a, a word that, going yeah. around in brothels and stuff. And it was sort of a slang for a vagina. Oh, um, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, so, you know, pussycats, you know, nightwear. It all, mm. makes, it all is, makes sense. Why must a vagina be a cat? <laughs> <laughs> Always. Is it because it kind of has whiskers? Yeah, maybe. And it was a little tongue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, a, you know, kind of sandpapery. Del- delicate yeah. Sandpapery. Any, anyone? Anyone? <laughs> Dry and scotchy. <laughs> Bites quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sips milk. <laughs> so the next one I had was biting the bullet. Uh, is that to like test if the bullet is hard? Oh yeah, no, isn't that something to do with checking if it's made of the right? No, that's when you that's when you buy, when you buy gold. Yeah, yeah, completely. What I found with many of these is like they none of them came from where I thought they would come from. Because bite the bullet basically means like just do it. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently before anesthesia, um, soldiers who would get their um, you know amputated on the field of battle, oh. they would literally bite down on bullets. Wow. That makes sense. Yeah, because I've seen leather straps in shows. Right, they always seem to be biting down on their yeah. straps. Yeah, 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 yeah. When that happens, also I think that's my like one of my top worst things for it to be like. I would rather watch a murder than an amputation. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the worst thing you can watch on a on a, any kind of a show. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so in, in a similar vein, chancing your arm. Where do you think that came from? Oh, are you putting your arm into a mysterious hole? <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, what's on the other side? I've never heard. No way that to phrase. find out. Oh, so um, clue. It's you know still a military thing. Oh, putting your arm, putting yeah. your arm out of like a trench or something. Oh, that seems closer, doesn't it? Rather than putting your arm in a hole, <laughs> which is something that like never I'm occurs. I'm basically thinking of I'm a celebrity. Oh, yeah, okay, fair I've enough. I've not heard this phrase. What does it mean? Like take your chance, basically. Yeah, just to take yeah to take a chance oh, okay. on something. Yeah, I would have said the same as Hannah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like 
from arm from a trench. But no, it's actually because um, your old, old military uniforms, they would have like their stripes and their rank on their arm. And so if you were taking a big chance on something, you were, you know, risking your reputation oh, and oh. you could be deranked or whatever. I love stuff like this. So, so much of it does come from like naval stuff and military stuff, you know. It's because it used to be sort of There's loads of naval stuff. Culture. Yeah. yeah. I wish we could have badges on our arm for like how many episodes we've done because guys, we've been doing this for nearly a year so now. long. We've been doing so well. We're recording on a Friday night and we we're are. all so tired. <laughs> Can you tell? Can you tell? <laughs> um, get your goat. Oh, I don't know. So, it really oh, gets, gets my goat. goat. It's annoying. Yeah, it annoys right? you. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know where it would come from. Maybe they've like put your got your goat and put it in your bedroom. And so you're like, <laughs> that would oh, for God's sake! It completely would again. <laughs> this goat follows me everywhere, yeah. <laughs> like the reminder of my mortality. <laughs> um, no, it's um, it's actually this one's bants. So in horse racing, uh, if you have a very like um spooked horse and you know they, those thoroughbred horses tend to be very like jumpy or whatever yeah. you'd often put a goat into the stable with them to calm them down and oh. often like before big races uh, very competitive horse racing people would steal your goat from your <gasps> your horse's stable oh my god they really so got my goat yeah what? and they, then the horse gets the more horse annoyed. gets pissed off yeah oh the horse's friend is gone <laughs> you stole my friend he's like I'm gonna do a big race and now there's my moral support that's horrible but funny also but also yeah, yeah. I also enjoy it it is bands uh, cat out of the bag Oh, I, I weirdly know this. Oh, do you? But recently, yeah. a good friend, Kit Lovelace, an ex-guest on the podcast, told me that apparently people used to sell pigs. Yes. And then they used to discuss, like, people used to be like, oh, shit, I haven't got a pig, so I'm going to try and sell him a pig, but actually it's a cat, and they would wrap <gasps> it in a bag to try and disguise wow. it. Isn't that the most funny thing you've ever heard? The best thing ever. <laughs> and then so right, sometimes if you'd like, if you like deigned to have a look at what the pig you were buying they'd be like oh no the cat's out of the bag as in yeah, yeah. the secret's out as it? if you'd buy a pig in a bag well apparently wrapping them in bags was, was quite common yeah. really? yeah, yeah. <gasps> dead or alive I don't really know I don't know either like, it's <laughs> weird sorry to steal that from you then. no I'm glad you did but um, uh, it's kind of like the agricultural version of sort of like putting a pillow in your bed yeah <laughs> and then sneaking out like you ne- it never works here's this pig don't look at it <laughs> I thought I was so clever one time uh, and I snuck out and I got an old girl's world head nice and put it in there oh, obviously it didn't cool. work because it looked mental but I thought <laughs> I was so smart yeah because like, your parents were like that's a doll not that's our child that's a doll um, alright that's enough of me uh, explaining things I uh, have a little bit of a game it's Yay. called Shakespeare or Nay Spear oh <laughs> I like it it worked well written down um, so everyone knows that lots of these phrases um, they tend to come from Shakespeare yeah so I'm going to um, say some of them and you're going to tell me Shakespeare or Nay Spear okay, okay. Shakespeare and not, not Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for explaining that. Great. Uh, fair play. To say fair play. Shakespeare. He liked fairness, didn't he? Yeah, I'd say yes, actually. That is indeed Shakespeare. It's from The Tempest. Lovely. Oh. Mm. Above board. No, I think, that's na- I think that's like a nautical thing. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I think it's about boats. It is not about boats, but it is also not Shakespeare. So you okay. technically get a point oh. for that. Cool. Um, it, uh, it actually refers to card sharks when they would keep their hands above the table, the card table, oh. so they wouldn't be cheating with an extra deck. Isn't that good? God, that's good. Card I love, sharks oh, I love well. language. I really fell yes. in love. Yeah, let's do card sharks at some point. Yes, let's become card sharks. Yes! Smart lesson. <laughs> Um, it's all Greek to me. Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Yes, Julius Caesar. Because actually ties in with your segment very ah, well. Of because course. Julius Caesar obviously a Roman and he couldn't understand something. So ah. there you go. Over a barrel. Shakespeare. Hannah. Uh, no, I think it's probably some kind of a non-Shakespeare. It is Shakespeare. It is uh, an ancient Greek punishment where you get a barrel of boiling oil and oh. drip it onto someone to oh get them to tell you things. God. Oh, wow. Mm. No, that's not very nice. There you go. Uh, a red herring. Ooh, not Shakespeare. Sh- uh, Shakespeare. It is not Shakespeare. Oh. It's actually a dog training thing. So if you're training your dog to like hunt rabbits or foxes or whatever, you start with a fish first <laughs> and like you drag the fish um, along like me- meadow, I guess, yeah. I guess farming land. Yeah. Um, and uh, then the, the the puppy learns how to follow the the herring smell. Mm. And then when it starts tracking foxes, you use this herring smell to confuse it. 
So you're like testing okay. it or whatever. So it's like you're essentially making it follow a trail that doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So that to do it in fiction is to throw someone to throw the audience a red herring means to throw them a clue that actually isn't relevant. Oh, yeah. I like that. Uh, the game is afoot. Shakespeare. Nayspear. It is Shakespeare. Oh God. So we obviously um you know associate that with Sherlock Holmes, but it actually came from Henry the Fifth first. Raining cats and dogs. Not Shakespeare. No, not Shakespeare. Correct, guys. I thought this was hard. It's not <laughs> hard. Um, raining cats and dogs actually comes from Norse mythology because dogs were associated with Odin, who is the storm god, and like the howling wind would be like Odin's hounds. Wow! How good is that? I like that. Yeah. So concludes my segment. Oh, oh. I love that. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, the temperature is above 18 degrees, so it's time to embrace the English summertime for the tricky witch she is. Do I sound like I'm on radio too? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, uh, if you're not gliding very easily into the infinity pool of chic summer activities, then fear not. We are here with our smart lesson, which this week is going to make you, in the words of Demi Lovato, cool for the summer. Yes, it is. As we all know, uh, summer is a huge time for kind of uh, jealousy and FOMO, generally, right? (laughs) Because you're still the same amount of tired when you get out of work, but you're expected to have like this weekend every evening. Yes. What's that about? You must eat outdoors. Always, even though your food gets really cold. Yes, and there's always wasps. (laughs) Always wasps. And as soon as the sun goes behind a cloud, it's cold again. (laughs) So I want us to tackle today um, sort of the the main kind of... uh, cool chic activities you're supposed to do yeah. this time of year um, and the, the pitfalls and solutions uh, number one being the park picnic oh god so you go there with your sort of um, your two bottles of sol and some te- yeah. Tesco like <laughs> pasta pesto yeah, yeah. you've like bought loads of stuff that doesn't go but no in fork pes- in Tesco <laughs> yeah, yeah in a Tesco express and the line is so long yeah. you're yeah. like basically back at the fucking gin and tonics yeah <laughs> like the line is so long and then you get there and then people have like beautiful blankets and like brie and things. <laughs> oh, I know, like proper cheese yeah. boards. Sometimes a sometimes a fucking gazebo is up. Yeah. I know baskets, wicker basket, wicker yeah. baskets. Get a fucking life, Janet. Get a life, Janet. Yeah. Also, those wicker baskets that have all the lovely bits in them, the lovely like plates. And, yes. And the, I um got one of them as a present once. I was so delighted. They're so heavy. Yeah. <laughs> you like cannot be single and a woman and have that basket. <laughs> yeah. Like, Maybe you need to have a car. You need to, A car or a man. Totally. Completely. They're such a farce. Um, so the solution to that is to go into Tesco and buy a fuckload of pomegranate seeds. Oh, uh, yes. Because oh, they okay. are the sort of the chic summer mm. uh, non-food of choice. Okay, great. If you're going to be caught dead with any seed, make it a pomegranate seed. Oh, I've been nice. caught dead with a few seeds. <laughs> <laughs> All over your body, yeah. <laughs> I have a tip as well, which is if you don't want people to know that you got your, um, you know, pasta pesto from Tesco, then bring some Tupperware with you to Tesco or buy some there and decant. Oh, decanting in the aisles. Mm. Lovely. (laughs) Very classy. Um, The second one that I find myself prey to is uh, people having parties on their roofs. Mm. Oh, Do you yeah. guys have to yeah, a lot? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they, they live in sort of like, you know, your standard London sort of like 24 floor block or whatever. Sure. And they're like, guys, party, rooftop, our house, Saturday. Mm, no, we live in California. No, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> we live in a, a place where it's windy if you're up high. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're up on this, uh, this sort of plateau, like overlooking... Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> From the, all sides. The train lines. Okay. The train lines. Yeah, yeah it's the overground. D- d- and every, <laughs> you know, the, the big Asda that's just five minutes away. But yeah. it's not. It's 25 minutes yeah. away. And uh, and people just keep popping out. Like, yeah. There never seems to be oh, everyone who's at this party at once because they're always yes. getting other things. No one's yeah. ever truly at the party. Yeah. Everyone's always that's just true. Like, just also, about to go to, you know, get some more tonics because actually lots of people bought gin but no tonics. Yeah. Oh my God. And that is my big tip, really. 
is Br- bring loads bring soft drinks bring ice because you, no one ever remembers to buy it yeah. ever oh, I'm such a big fan of bringing ice if you invite me anywhere I'll bring ice oh, oh, great. great guest great great guest also there's always like um, because your friends probably live on like the fourth floor so there's a massive queue for the loo oh god yes and you just have to keep going down and, it's, uh, it's and also like because we're not in, living in a hot country where this actually happens it's, all, it's never like oh come up to my roof terrace where there is a purpose built staircase for it it's always like well you just have to climb out the bay window at the <laughs> Back and then like stand on the balcony edge and then like haul yourself up onto the roof yes. where everybody is. And there's always a weird little puddle on the roof as well. Yes, yes. there is. <laughs> it's like it has not rained in a week. Yeah. Why is this puddle here? Why is this here? It's Why just is constant. The, here? Um, the third biggest sort of like summertime activity you have to be caught dead doing is that some pop-up market where you're expected to um, spend £15 on something that you eat standing oh. up from a tinfoil container. Oh, or even worse with those wooden sporks. Yeah, that like, give you splinters in your mouth. Oh, that's and it's so always bad. stupid fusion, like fish and chips, but from Japan. <laughs> <laughs> or it's always like vegan. Yeah, somehow that's it's always vegan. Always. They, I mean, vegan I, re- I realise that we Not live beef. in a very, we're very lucky to be living in a world city. It's also one of the most pretentious world cities on, on <laughs> yeah. earth. And like, but I'm gonna say. We're over-catering to vegans. <laughs> All right, so the three other ones that I have not prepared answers for, music festivals, sun holidays, and staycations. Music festivals, don't go unless you can stay in a hotel. Mm. If you stay in a hotel, it's delightful. Yeah. Or go to like a kind of one-day event. Yeah. That's fine. Mm. Mm. Um, sun holidays, you know, not too bad, but fucking hell, if you're white and you get sunburn. It's just awful. What I, what I always find with summer holidays is that I feel like I look amazing and then I see pictures yes. of myself and I have that blazing red chest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And yeah, like yeah. the absolute sheen on your oh, face. Oh, the sheen. You're just like, wow, how did that happen? And your hair looks like how your hair looked like when you were nine. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Just sort of like like wavy and greasy yeah. and, yeah. and But strange. also kind of frilly at places. Yeah. Just yeah. not doing anything. I think the important thing to remember here though is that smart women don't have to like the summer. Because actually, oh. for a smart woman, your favourite season should be autumn. Oh my god! That's the most yeah. booky season. Oh, it's true. Like, yeah, mm, scarves and hazelnut lanterns, oh, like, burnt oh, colours. I prefer being indoors with my books. Completely. I just think the th- the thing to admit is that we all go through all of these seasons, and we can all be different people in all these seasons. Mm. So put on some shorts, and then maybe you'll like summer more. Yeah, I'm wearing shorts right now. Agreed. My legs are sticking together mm. like a mermaid. Well, that's it for another week of dumping on everyone, including ourselves. It's quite meta. You can't hate on this because we're equal opportunities. Thanks to Harry Harris for our jingles, Gavin Day for our logo, and Soho Radio Studios for the recording space. We'll be back next week with a new episode, so until then, wear sunscreen, kids. Don't get burnt. Eat a pomegranate. Eat a dick. My favourite thing about summer is actually um, in the evening when you've had sun cream on all day, you get to peel it off your skin. If you rub hard enough, it kind of peels off. Oh, it kind of comes off in little um, oniony bits. <laughs> <laughs> and that's summer. And that's summer. That's your favourite thing about summer. It's a bit like when we talked about untold wealth last week and you were like, <laughs> yeah. I want a bagel cutter. I do. Your small, I do small existence. It was very bad. You're the life of a borrower. (laughs) Small hopes. Small dreams. (laughs) Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.